All right, hello and welcome back to the Reigning in Ray podcast, a spinoff of the Basic Bible podcast. And Ray, the Ray, the Ray Jewel of the Reigning in Ray podcast, the director of the Janesville Community Center, pastor, blogger, teacher, author, the guy who does it all, Ray, welcome back. Well... Thanks, Kevin. It's good to be back. You know, you do you do it all too. So, yes. and you got four kids. <laughs> yeah, but that's a good thing. I mean, uh, the, your kids are great. Well, we're on the road again. We are, and it's been a great day. We've been down to Lincoln, Illinois, once again um, to talk with uh, my friend and uh, guest colleague, uh, Dr. Rich Knopp. And then uh, I forget Zach's last name. Zach's got a last name I can't pronounce. Yeah. Anyway, Zach, Zach just got his doctorate, or at least had the uh, defense of his doctoral yeah. work at Liberty University just yesterday. Flame on. So he's, uh, you know, he's pumped up about that. But the reason we wanted to go talk to these two guys was to talk about the. Uh, the ministry that they have developed called Room for Doubt. Yeah. We did. Well, as it goes with us, yeah, we planned good. on one podcast. Now, we, we came down there not just for the podcast, but we wanted to learn more about uh, the Room for Doubt curriculum, the ministry, and, and the the high school curriculum in development. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, we want to talk about the ministry in general, and we decided we'd just do a podcast and we'll talk about it. Well, as the title of this podcast shows... <laughs> Um, we really don't know how when to shut up. Well, uh, yeah, but speaking in my own defense, there were four guys in the room. Yes. <laughs> so it wasn't just me doing all the talking. Well, this and time. you weren't, and, and I don't think you did even the majority of the talking this time. I would, yeah, that would be a, an honest assessment. But we ended up doing, well, uh, there'll be two episodes out of that. Yeah. And it's, it's really worth it because this whole concept of doubt is a big bugaboo in the church today. Right. And so let's uh, kick that around. Yeah, let's we, kick that I around. I mean we so. tried to put it on the podcast. Right. Which you'll you'll listen to on the basic Bible podcast and it'll be coming up probably oh my guess would be October. Yep. Um October, November. But um you know, doubt is one of those things that as a Christian you're not supposed to have, but are you? Well I, you know, as I try to do with everything we talk about, whether it's basic Bible podcasts or rain and rain, with these kind of issues, I go back to the Word and you know, look at all the people that the Bible tells us about that doubted. Uh, John the Baptist is a prime example. Yeah. I mean, here he starts off his ministry. He's proclaiming, you know, this this is the coming one. Prepare the way for him. Uh, I'm not worthy to untie his shoes, yeah. uh, that kind of Behold thing. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins. And then at the end of uh, John's life, he's doubting, big time. Yeah, the guy who was commanding people to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, He knew his whole ministry was pointing people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, then, then, then now he's sending out a messenger, Jesus saying, hey, are, are you the one or should we expect somebody else? Right. And early on, he wasn't even afraid to, to go after Herod and right. and the others who, you know, he basically called them hypocrites and why are you here do acts of repentance and then you, you know, the Pharisees and stuff. But he, he really went through a, a struggle because he's been 
accused falsely. Um, his King Herod's wife's daughter dances. King Herod was drunker than a skunk. Anything you want in my kingdom, up to half the kingdom is yours, kind of thing. Well, give me the, the head of John the Baptist. Because John the Baptist had been calling Herod and his wife out for yeah. their... Uh, debauchery. Yeah, and debauchery, the, actually adultery, too. Yeah. So, so, yeah, John's in prison. He knows he's dead because he knows Herod, yeah. Herod's going to do it because he said he's going to do it. And he doubts. And he sent somebody all, so Jesus, if you're not the one, tell me. I think John wanted to validate his life. Some final affirmation. Yeah. Right. Then you get guys like Job, yep. who never actually doubts the existence of God, but he's he's questioning God. He's wondering, why in the world am I going through this? And I think he goes to that classic situation that a lot of Christians go through, where they expect... That if I'm living for Jesus, I'm doing what I should be doing. Everything should be good. Everything should be happy. I should be. Uh, my bills should be paid. My relationship should be solid, and everything sunshine and rainbows. Right. Um, but that's not typically what happens. In fact, the opposite often happens right. in uh, Christian life. You know, uh, James wrote in his first chapter of his letter, consider it pure joy, my brothers, the suffering that you right. are going to experience, because it develops character, it develops perseverance, right. it does all these things, and, you know, a lot of Christians have a hard time putting those two ideas yeah. together, joy in the midst of suffering, and yet that's exactly what God has called us to, because yeah. it means we're trusting in Him. Right. And so... He begins to, to, to question. I'm sure he's got doubts at this point. If, if and so that circumstance. And then uh, you and I were talking earlier about uh, the man that comes to Jesus in the Gospels, and his son is having it seems like epileptic fits. Yep. Uh, maybe even demon possession. We don't know. But he's he's asking Jesus, Jesus, if you could do something. Yeah. And Jesus is like, Well, I can do anything. And he says, Well, I believe. But yeah. He, help he, my, Jesus he, said, If. If I'm willing, yeah, like sort of surprised at the question, and then you know the guy said, "Yeah, uh, I believe helping in my unbelief." Right. I mean, I'm there a lot in my life. Yeah. And and yet, I'm not ashamed of that, and I don't think that. In fact, I think it's strengthened my faith, not damaged it, because. God continually proves himself over and over right. and over. God does things his way in his time and the quicker I am to fall in line with what that is, yeah. the better off my life is. And regardless of my circumstances. That's the thing. God is stronger than your disbelief. Right. God is stronger than your doubt. And so, you know, when you find yourself doubting, I would say, number one, don't freak out. It's yeah. normal. Yeah. Um, we don't have all the answers in this life. Number two, don't assume you're the only one. Right. You know, that, I mean, I think, and part of that problem has risen in the church because of the, the emphasis on the individual to where we are hesitant to share who we 
are, we like to put up the mask yeah, and yeah. try to convince people that everything's hunky-dory when it's not. Right. And uh, I don't see Jesus condoning that kind of attitude. Yeah. I see Jesus saying, be honest about your doubts. Yeah. Let me deal with those doubts. Right. Don't just think that you have to do this on your yeah, own. Yeah, and, and let's, let's say that. Let's say that. If you're experiencing doubt, yeah. um, talk to someone. Right. Don't. There are answers to your questions. Yeah. They may not be easy. Right. They may take a little study. But if you've got a good pastor, good Sunday school teacher, good Christian school teacher like myself... <laughs> of course, uh, like yourself, man. You're good. <laughs> uh, you know, those people will walk th- with you through that. And, and the thing is, uh, Dr. Knopp brought up a really good point about that, too. What's the alternative? Yeah. Where, where is your doubt in your faith going to take you? Is it going to take you to uh, atheism or naturalism or Islam or Buddhism or Hinduism or some other ism? Yeah. And ask the same difficult questions of that worldview that you're asking of your own Christian faith. Right. And what are their answers? And I will guarantee you this, the Christian answer is better than the right. others. And that's the thing with Christianity. It's not worth believing if it doesn't stand up right. for those tests. Exactly. And so because it ahead. promises us that it will stand up. Right. And if it doesn't hold up to that, then yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not worth it. Not worth it. And, and we and we said that believing is absolutely worth it. Right. Uh, yeah. We believe we'll stand up to the test. So, yeah, and, and, I mean, I've had doubts in my life. Oh, yeah. There have been times, and it often comes through um, difficult times. Right. Things that I'm not prepared for, and those, those, those storms come in, and they rattle you, and they shake you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's hard to find a firm footing... And that's what what forces you to kind of look for answers or um, reevaluate things, and that's that's a normal thing. But also realize you're in a fragile state at that point. Yeah. Um, so instead of just throwing away your faith, making a wild decision, pause, mm-hmm. take a breath, talk to some people. Right, and I think you know this is this just came to me, and I don't think we really touched on this part when we were talking with these two guys earlier today. Prepare yourself in the good times for those tough yeah. times. For yeah. those times when doubt will, because we will guarantee you this, it will come. Absolutely. It's not, you know, we're not, just because we become a follower of Jesus Christ, we're not put in a bubble that will keep all harm away from us. It's right. just, it's not way life is set up and uh, you know never really was meant to be set up that no. way in fact uh, you know you were just quoting James 1 and God tells us these these come into our lives for a purpose right um, it, it's not an accident that you're going through a difficult time it's not as if God is up in heaven like oh oh man I didn't realize that was coming sorry I didn't uh, I don't know what to do yeah, he, he's that, putting you through this for a purpose right and that purpose is to become the person he wants us to be. Right. Not necessarily for us to become the person we want to be. Yeah. So it's best to get our lives in line with what we perceive God is wanting us to be because when those times come, we'll say, okay, God, you got this. You can handle this. I am going to trust in you 
through this time. Yeah. Uh, Paul talks about, or is it Peter? I forget now. Who talks about the grieving? You know, Christians don't grieve like unbelievers right. because they know that God is there in their time of grief. Yeah. You lose a loved one and stuff, and I mean that's. I think one of the interesting things that we were talking about, I think in the second part of the podcast, was different kinds of doubt. Yeah. You got intellectual doubt, but then you got volitional doubt and you got emotional doubt. Probably volitional and emotional are much more prevalent than intellectual. Tell us, what are those two things, volitional and emotional? Well, volitional is acts. Uh, you know, deciding how you want to live your life. Yeah. Emotional is you're driven by feeling. Right. And they're not necessarily the same thing. I yeah. mean, I would think that for volitional, hopefully it's more of a rational approach to life as opposed to the feeling emotional uh, aspect. Not that I, I'm not saying that emotion doesn't come into it. It does. Yeah. But, um, you know, so as we walk and part of the volitional is this it's uh let's say i decide you know what i want to sin i want to i want to have an affair with this woman and i'm going to go ahead and do that does the net know about this <laughs> don't go there okay <laughs> and, uh, you know this is obviously or right. i We're hope not, it's yeah, obviously yes. hypothetical yeah i'm just messing with you and i'm just but, trying to ruin your marriage uh, yeah thanks the <laughs> the the thing is when that thought enters into your psyche like that, you start figuring out ways or trying to figure out ways how I can get around yeah. what I know to be true. How do I justify my actions? Yes. And that that can lead to all kinds of issues that are self-induced, actually. Yeah. But, you know, then, well, I lost my faith because I didn't want to live the way God wanted me to live anymore. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's more of a decision of, I want to do what I want to do, yeah. and I don't want anyone to tell me otherwise. Yeah. And then, therefore, Christianity must be not be true, because I want to do something that tells me not to. Well, and there are, you know, certain people, a lot of people, who said, would, will justify it with a statement like this, God wants me to be happy. Mm. And, you know... I mean, from what I've seen with people who have gone against the way of God, they're not happy people. <laughs> they think that they might become happy because of this, but you know, their life's a, a miserable wreck. Yeah. And right there, I would think that some people would look at that and say, you know what? I don't want. I don't want to go that route. Right. And that's. Uh, I think would be one deterrent to it, but I, you know, I do think that Dr. Knopp suggested that we be positive in our approach to apologetics and, and that sort of thing, and, and allow for the questions. Right. See, there's so many churches, and pastors, who either think they've got it all figured, or the people that they serve think that they've got it all figured. Right. And often. Pastors don't have it all figured. I mean, yeah. not all, not just. I would say there's no one that ever has it all figured. <laughs> right. 
Someone just got pulled over. Yep. Well, Jill, it wasn't me this time. It wasn't, but it's. Not this uh, time. I was going to say it's a PT Cruiser, but uh, it didn't look quite like. Oh, a, I think it is. It might be. You know, I got I got pulled over the other day. Oh, you did. Yeah, I got a speed. Uh oh. So, I've been careful about my speed this whole trip. Well, that explains it. <laughs> so, Jill, if we're not home on time, that's why. Yeah, so, there you go. We'll be thankful. Well, that we, we ended up doing a double. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to blame it on this. So, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I haven't got a speeding ticket in over 12 years. Yeah. Um, so, oh well. Yeah. Anyway, one of the other things that was a surprise for us today because you know years ago I when I was at Lincoln I went to Lincoln College and they had a few Lincoln Abraham Lincoln yeah. statues and stuff so we're going there to so let's let's back up we're going to Lincoln Illinois right home of Lincoln Christian University which is named after the city of Lincoln right which is named after Abraham Lincoln who helped actually christened yep christened it helped laid out the uh the plaques for it and uh, the first town named for him the only town named for him before he became president yeah. and um, he you know anyway so Lincoln College which is now a four year school but back in the day when I was around it was a two year school they have now through the generosity of the Good family have this whole building a museum of yeah. Lincoln now, we went there looking for one statue. Yeah. One statue. Describe the statue. Oh, it was... Because uh, I still haven't seen it. Yet. Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe they moved it to the uh, square. <laughs> I don't know. But it's the Lincoln. He is using watermelon juice to christen uh, the town. <laughs> and I thought, that's an interesting thing. I yeah. want to see that. We, and we arrived in town early. Yeah. So we could see that. Yeah. And so we went there and never saw it. But right. saw, saw some other cool things. Oh, it was a whole lot better than any similar kind of museum I've yeah. been to. Um, you know what it never did? I never gave my stump speech. You didn't. I was no. so shocked that you didn't oh, you just have. jump right out there. Uh, <laughs> there's a little section there talking about stump speeches and talking about how Lincoln would give these obviously politicians still do today. But they have this little uh, little uh, wooden platform you can, you can walk up. Right. And they encourage you to give a speech. And I don't I don't know why I didn't. That, that's I, very uncharacteristic. It is. I mean, usually you have plenty to say from that kind oh, yeah. of perspective. You and have, I mean, you have to rein me in. It was totally different, though, back, you know, reading the information. Back then, it was because they needed to get up on the stump to be seen and heard, yeah. as opposed to now, you know, politicians just do it because, I don't know, it's all about them, I guess. Yeah, they want to hear themselves speak. Well, now you don't really with TV and the internet and everything. Yeah, plenty of plenty of opportunity to be seen if you are loud enough, especially. Yeah, idiotic enough. It was a pretty cool multimedia presentation. It was. There's there's two store, two stories. Yeah. On the first level, you walk in. There's the artifacts, the cool things I look at 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 a museum. But then you go up to the next level, and they start this whole like walk through multimedia. Uh, extravaganza, video, audio, everything. Of his life. Yeah. From beginning to end. And it was... Well, from end to end. Well, yeah, because they started <laughs> with Ford's Theater yeah. and the assassination. And, and then they went back through his birth and the moving that they 
they went from Kentucky to Indiana to Illinois, and, and then his career as uh, a, a lawyer, yeah. all these all these other things that he did, uh, his involvement in the Black Hawk War that really I think historically has been built up beyond yeah. uh, reasonableness because they didn't really fight in any battle, but. Um, but it was great. It was good to see it done tastefully, and you know, it had the the sources that they used were either Lincoln's own writings or his contemporaries, yeah. people who, like his wife and and uh, relatives and coworkers and even opponents, uh, they were talking about that. They had a nice section on the. Not to interrupt, but if you have any listeners from Byron or Genoa, we're passing by. Waving and saying hello. Hey there. Just saying that because I, I ran into some friends this week from oh. both these areas. So if you guys are listening, we're driving by, giving you a shout out. Okay, All sorry. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's good. Uh, you know, I think they did a good job of dealing with the uh, Lincoln Douglas debates. Yeah. Uh, I I guess you know I don't know why I didn't know that. But there were seven different ones, different congressional oh, different, districts. Yeah. Um, that's because you don't you don't sit in my history class. I. Don't sit in your history class because I would blow people away <laughs> in your history class. Well, you'd, my, be rather, you'd rather teach my history class. I would rather yeah. teach your history class. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was that turned out to be a really good surprise. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just... We're nerds uh, and we were geeking out. Yeah, awesome. I mean, we do that. I mean, you know, last month it was Reagan sites. Yep. This month it turned out to be a Lincoln site. We're cool with that. We didn't make it to the Ford site we wanted to this summer, no. but life happens. I'm trying to talk my wife into it because we're going to be in Grand Rapids ah, yeah. this weekend. I'm trying to get her to go a little early. Uh, I don't know if I've convinced her or not. She's not, she's not, my wife is not geeky enough. She's, well. She's not as much of a nerd as I am. My wife would love to have been there today with us. Uh, so she, she's always been a museum. Well, this is your old stopping grounds, too. Well, that's true. Now, did yeah. you guys meet in Lincoln? Uh... No, we didn't. Um, we actually met in um, Janesville. Well, actually, no, it was in Footville. Uh, she was like three school years ahead of me. I was still in high school, and we did a youth thing out at Footville for the area churches. And that's where we initially met. I mean, she was dating this older, older than me, anyway. Wow, suave, you. suave guy. Well, back. And then, Wait, she was dating a handsome guy yeah, and still married you? Played played guitar and all that stuff. And I, anyway, so we met up again when she came to Roxbury, our church, to to speak about her work in uh, Puerto Rico. Ah. And we went out to oh my goodness, um, what? What was the one? Oh, Perkins, I think. Okay. I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of money, so I, I bought an orange juice. And but nothing has changed in those for years. Her. Well, I have more money now yeah. than I had then. <laughs> but but uh, and I, eventually, I uh, I knew, I found out from a friend, a mutual friend. He was a student at Lincoln. And his family, they were Cuban and had... Uh, immigrated to Puerto Rico and 
went back to Puerto Rico and they came back to school the next summer after the summer and he told me that Annette Mitchell had said to say hi to me. And so I contacted her and basically asking her for a date when she got back from Puerto Rico and um, she said it had to be after Father's Day, and so the very next day I was ready to go on a date. And, and she, we went to the outdoor theater and we watched uh, Herbie the Love Bug and Swiss wow. Family Robinson. Two G, she would not go to anything but a G-rated movie, and that was the only place that showed G-rated movie was an outdoor. And then uh, I think she she was sort of done with me because. I wasn't very suave, you know. Oh, I can see that. And um, she, uh, but her mom sort of said, well, we're going to this thing. Why don't you invite Ray to come along? And that's, uh, we went down to Rockford to a place called the Pink Pony. The Pink Pony. Restaurant and bar. It's no longer there. But they had like two-for-one sweetheart type things. And they were getting together with a cousin and his wife and I you know Annette would have been the fifth wheel and so I went along and that's when Annette said that she fell in love and uh, we had an uh, opportunity to talk quite a bit at, on the way home and after that so so because of the pink pony you're yeah, a married man yep definitely huh. but then we ended up uh, you know we were never at Lincoln at the same time she went to undergrad there in some graduate school and but then she ended up going to Puerto Rico and that's when I came to Lincoln. Whoa, that guy is just blowing by us. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But uh, that's, that's, that's that's recording in the car guy. Yeah, right. Uh, the um, so yeah I eventually it uh, ended up getting married. We'll be celebrating our thirty seventh anniversary September eighteenth. So it's coming up. So September 18th, you can send your gift cards to Ray Jewel. That's right. And uh, you can send them on a nice date. Hey, y'all, a bed and breakfast gift card would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> or you can give and donate money to the Basic Bible Podcast in, in honor, honor of, of Ray yes, and Jewel. I like that idea. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> but um, anyway. So, yeah, yeah so the, the, this is your, so we were in your old stomping grounds, and yeah. the memories coming back as we were driving through. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, and most of the memories are good memories. And, yeah. Um, I really learned a lot about faith there, and life, you know, in general, and yeah. stuff, and how to deal with certain issues. I've had really strong friendships that, you know, you, you, you go back, you see somebody, hey, you know, it's like you've never been apart. Yeah. And uh, those are good kinds of friendships to have. If you're here in the rough roads, I mean, we're driving through Rockford, Illinois, so... Yeah. Uh, Enough said there. Yeah, that, that, that pretty much sums it up. But for my all my Rockford listeners, we, we still like you, we still appreciate you. I know we do have listeners in Rockford. Yeah, that's cool. So, Rockford was my old stomping grounds for a little while anyway. Right, yeah. Until we got right with God. No. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, here. Yeah. yeah. I know where I'm going. Ah, uh, well. Why would you? I don't know. I always wonder. <laughs> okay. But, so you're uh, trying to tell me what to do, how to drive, you know. Well, going down, you needed all that help. You, you want to <laughs> go in the back seat so you can be the real back seat driver. Right. I'm doing shotgun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'm married, so I'm used to someone giving me directions even though I don't need it. Yeah. Okay, Jill's gonna get. I'm gonna get in trouble for that. Probably because she she tends to listen to she these more, listen than, to these, more yes. than my wife does. So, but yeah, all in all, it was uh, it was a really good day. Really, yeah. really good day. We uh, things have been a little stressful. You got an important event coming up tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. But uh, this will be past ten by the time this airs. But yeah, our we'll be adopting uh, our and two-year-olds and we've had them for about a year now and so now we'll officially have a Thompson family of six yep. tomorrow. That's fantastic and that, looking forward to being there to celebrate that with you guys. Yeah, we'll be in the courthouse and I tell my kids that's the only time I want you in the courthouse. <laughs> Unless you become a lawyer or a judge someday. Right. Or yep. a police officer. Right. Which Tommy wants to do, I think, that wouldn't surprise me. I think me. every seven-year-old wants to be a police officer. What yeah, I remember going through that stage. So, but yeah, we'll be in the courthouse and we'll, we'll make that official. Of course, they're just making it official. It's been truth for some time. Yeah, they've been a part of our family now. They are, they are Thompson. So they don't have the blood. They have everything else, yep. including all of my bad characters. <laughs> well. Hopefully, some 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 good stuff rubs off though too. Well, that, that's that's mom's job. Yeah. And then I'm glad if it weren't for Jill, these kids wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> so they all my bad. But Jill's good qualities have a tendency to overrun my bad qualities. Oh, okay. Which is what makes this work. <laughs> so. Well, you know, from my perspective, it's definitely working well, and that's that's good. I mean, I I know that. What you guys have done is something I could not do, and uh, so I applaud you for going there. Hey, there's Abe right yeah. there. A house you know, divided cannot stand. You know, you say you know you don't you don't think you can do it. I don't think I can do it most of us. Yeah, it is really by the grace of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we didn't feel called to do this, we wouldn't. Right. And it, this whole thing, this whole journey, has been very unexpected. Us. It's not what we originally planned to do, um, but it's what God wanted us to do all along. We just had to finally wise up to it. Well, that's a huge step of faith. Yeah, and that's uh, the more we are again to go back to our talk yeah. about doubting. The more we are in line with what God wants us to do, it's going to strengthen that faith that we will do what we ourselves or other people might consider as an impossible thing to do. We will do that because God's in it. Well, and the reality is 1 Corinthians 1. We, we recognize God's strength and God's ability through this. Because we can't do this ourselves. Yeah. We can't. We, there's no way we can raise these four boys just on our ability, our strength, our wisdom, and our uh, patience. Because I don't have any of those things. Yeah. Uh, but God is able to work through these jars of clay, these vessels of, of whatever. Uh, flesh and and work a work that only he can do 
Because at the end of the day, our kids are going to realize they have a great God. Yep. They're not going to look at us and say, well, those are the greatest parents ever because we really suck at this. Uh, but God is faithful through this. And we're, we're reminded of that every day that how God can use our feeble attempts at all of this stuff yep. and turn it into something that can praise Him. Yep, that's so, great. That's, that's wonderful. All right. Well, I think we are at our time. Probably. And so... Um, Thank you all for listening again. I'm not going to turn this off right now. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was reaching for it, but I'm not going to do that while I'm driving. That's a good idea. <laughs> so, um, until next month, we'll have a next, another rainy... I don't think we're planning any more uh, field trips, any more road trips for a while. Yeah, school's starting up for you. Yeah, so maybe we should. Maybe next rainy and rain will be a back-to-school special. That's, all, that's a good idea. Yeah, we could do that. All right. Well, we'll see what happens between now and then. Maybe there'll be some sort of major thing. And hey, there's a police officer that just drove up, and I'm doing the speed limit. Wow. Okay, I just want everyone to know that, especially this state police officer right here in front of me, uh, who's pulling up. I'd rather have him in front of me than behind me. That is correct. So, anyway. All right, so uh, until next week, have a great rest of your month, I guess.